You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang. I'm an actor, producer, and entrepreneur, and I'm here to share inspiring stories and to walk through everyday life with you because it's a lot. Thank you guys for tuning in for this week's episode, and I hope that you guys are taking care of yourselves and staying safe and staying sane because it's a lot. Um, So I want to say just at the top of this episode, and as I have been throughout COVID, um, we're all dealing with a lot of things and they are a variety of things based on where you are. I know I have international listeners. Um, I'm here in LA in the States. I am very fortunate to have been vaccinated, got my second vaccine shot the other day. I survived like 40 hours of feeling like trash, but then recovered so fast and I'm back to normal feeling very grateful. Um, I want to send my prayers out to India. It's, oh, heartbreaking what's going on there. I know um, Michigan's going through it over here in the States. And there's a lot of stress around this conversation with vaccinations in general. And we're trying to get back to normal and see each other, but stay safe and, you know, all the things and just deal with regular life. So uh, I don't want to start this episode off on a downer. I just want to acknowledge the fact that we're all going through a variety of of issues. We're at different places in our life. And uh, my intention with this episode and with this podcast in general is that we can take a little bit of a break from those things while also regrouping as humans so that we can re-enter life again, stronger, better, faster. All you know, I'm turning into a Daft Punk song rest in peace. I miss them. Um, but yeah, that's the intention that I want to set. First of all, has changed a lot since I first started it. And it's been really cool to see how it became its own like spirit and entity. Um, and I'm kind of going with the flow here and setting my intentions for this podcast more openly, because I think that that's important. And that's something that I want to embody and practice every day in my regular life and here in the content that I create. So thank you for listening to that because um, that sets the stage for this week's episode, which is with one of my favorite human beings on the planet and a very dear friend of mine and a return guest on First of All. So uh, if y'all didn't listen to his previous episodes here, uh, you you need to go back and listen because he's just a delight to be around, even if it's just through the airways. My guest this week is Kevin Fong. He is a dear friend of mine and a content creator, a manager, just all around wonderful human being. And we had a recent conversation as we've been supporting each other a lot through COVID. Um, I have seen Kevin blossom as a person. He's really grown tremendously and has had that show up in his life in a lot of different ways, not just in his career, but in his personal, uh, in his personal life as well. And even his, his physical appearance, he's like, he is looking like a snack. So we got to send a shout out to Kevin and all the work that he's been doing, uh, in his physical transformation. But all of these things have been, um, a teaching moment and a learning moment for how, he was before and how we were and um, how we showed up as as human beings. And the topic of people pleasing came up. And that's something that has been 
a struggle for me personally for a very long time. And he came up with the perfect soundbite, which was the disease to please. So we want to unpack some of that because it's a very big topic. It's a very uh, pervasive issue in a lot of people's lives. It shows up in our lives in a lot of different ways. It's not the same for every single person, but it deserves some attention because uh, when we are able to kind of be our fullest selves and have confidence, be the main character of our story, that changes a lot. That changes you know, our lives really essentially in a really fundamental way. So I'm really excited that Kevin's here to talk about that because... Yeah, he's just my favorite people in general. So talking with him is always a delight. But what he has to say and what you guys will hopefully take away from this is very powerful. And I hope you enjoy that. A little bit about Kevin. As I mentioned, he uh, is he's been working in the digital space and he's been working in the digital space for nearly a decade now. He manages one of the Internet's biggest squad of creators um, during the day. And then he makes memes during the night. And these memes are hilarious. They're so funny and uplifting. So you got to check that out on his Instagram at level4alpha. Um, so yeah, please go check out Kevin's stuff. And I hope that you enjoy this conversation. And as always, at least in this year, please stay to the end because every week I'm featuring different musicians, independent artists for the outro. And uh, this week, oh my gosh, how funny. Kevin is level four alpha. And this week's featured artist is my girl alpha and ALFA, a little different, but she has a new single out called Louder. It's incredibly uplifting, so powerful, really positive. And sidebar alpha was my voice teacher this past year. Um, helping me literally better myself as a person and better my voice because I'm a voice actor and an actor and artist in general and a podcaster. So, um, so much love for Alpha just as a person, as an artist and as a teacher. So please stay to the end so you can listen to her new song louder. Without further ado, please enjoy this episode with Kevin Fong on People Pleasing. Came in 88 with a dream of oh so bright eyed. They knew right away, sink a swim, there's no lifelines. Cutting the teeth on the move. Nobody's finished. Hey guys. Hi, Kevin. Hey guys. Oh my God, Minji, I'm so excited to be here. I, I don't think there's anybody more excited than I am because I freaking love you. Let me just say <laughs> right off. I love the you top. the most. I love you the most, actually. So, how are you doing today? Uh, pretty good, actually. Got two workouts in, been very, very focused on work. And despite the weather being what it is right now, I'm very blessed and happy. Good. Two workouts. Stop it. Yes, <laughs> yes. I took a walk and I'm like, good girl. <laughs> <laughs> I walked to the fridge and then I was tired. <laughs> that was my workout. I mean, your workouts have been very inspiring, which is why like, I'm so excited to talk to you because we're talking about transformation here, right? Oh, you better stop. I'm still in the middle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're ongoing. We're in, we're ongoing work in progress. That's very and I'm very, very, very excited about it. Well, okay. So to get situated, um, it's been really fun having so many awesome guests on, first of all. And because not everybody tuning in may have heard your incredible episode with me earlier, which was like another lifetime ago, where we oh, talked yeah. about your coming out story, right? And just everything that made you who you are. How would you how would you do your little elevator pitch of like, what's Kevin Fong's story in like a minute? Oh, hell no. In a minute, in 60 <laughs> seconds, my life story. Oh, Treat this as a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, no, my TikTok is all anime TikToks. I know, um, I know. <laughs> I guess I am a military brat, half Chinese, half Filipino, 
a filmmaker turned digital content creator that focuses a lot on talent management. Mm. And that's where I've been. I've been in LA for the last 10 years. And I think now I'm like really learning to just help others so I can also help myself. Yes. I love it. Okay. And yeah. where would you, where was your pre LA life? Cause this is also a funny thing because I talked to a lot of people, obviously a lot of connections in LA, but so many people are interested in like, where were you before LA? Me before LA, I was like, I was, I did college in Hawaii for four years. Aloha. However, my mindset over there was finish film school and then bounce over to LA as fast as I can. <laughs> Like, get on out of there. Yeah, get on out of that beautiful island where I know was at a snail's pace and then move to Los Angeles, which is the complete opposite of that. Okay, but for real though, like that that um what do you call it? The speed limit there? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? Like for someone like me, I can't stand slow walkers, you know? <laughs> oh, totally. No, they it's it's definitely called island time. Mm-hmm. You show up. And on top of that, I'm Filipino. So Filipino time plus Island time, like compound an hour late. Yeah, yeah. I'll are you ever? You gonna, yeah, are you gonna go? <laughs> I won't even show up. <laughs> It'll be a miracle if it exactly. actually happens. The well, event's not even like happening. I wasn't even invited. <laughs> we'll just go all the way back. Exactly. Um, but I'm very, very proud of you because you did. You, you, you got up out of Hawaii. You did come to LA, and you've been doing fantastic things. I'm so proud of you. And the reason why we're talking today is because. You know, we we continue to change as people, mm-hmm. which I love, and um, we've been able to be by by each other's side through a portion of that. And I've just, I want to say, I like mentioned a little bit in my hype up of you earlier. Um, I'm just so proud of like Kevin Fong's COVID glow up, right? Because that's not <laughs> everybody's situation, and I understand that. No judgment, right? Everybody mm-hmm. is figuring out their life at their pace, and I honor and respect that. Um, no matter where anyone's at, but I'm truly in awe of like how, how much you have like really stepped into yourself for lack of better cheesy words. Thank you. Thank you. That really means a lot coming from you. You're one of the people I admire most and just hearing that really, it, it makes me feel good. That's why I say it, my love. And I want to dive into that because we've been able to like check in on each other and appreciate you so much. You've been such a good friend through like one of the most heinous times in like humanity, right? <laughs> right. How, how can we, yeah, I don't even know how to like, be, there's just so much to cover, but it's really this, this stepping into self that I would love to like start exploring. How, how did you like, let's, how about we rewind? Yeah. Okay, like let's, let's go back in time. The go back in time to like COVID has hit. Like okay. it's a thing now. <laughs> okay. How She's did that go for you? Because <laughs> I would love to hear, actually, I would love to hear your story from your point of view of like, what was your COVID entry, like gateway moment? Yeah, honestly, um, I think I'm just super, super fortunate to have such a great support system. And also my place of work mm. um, really was able to take this seriously. I'm also in a position more of, I I don't want to say power or influence, but being more in upper management and actually being the leader of a team, Mm -hmm. I realized I had to do the right thing, especially when it came to, you know, okay, if there's a worldwide pandemic, do we keep working? Like, what are the protocols we need to do? And instead of turning to usually someone else, I was like, oh, I have to talk with just two other people and then now tell the team what to do. Yeah. So it was a lot of responsibility. 
Um, but just like during the time it was like, I, I, I was at a point where I've just kind of had enough of where, how I was treating myself Uh in a way. Yeah. And it was just perfect timing because that's where I started really working out and training with Danny Joe, um, who is like an, an, an amazing mentor an amazing friend. And like one month before the pandemic hit, like I was fortunate enough to train with him and then continue training with him throughout the year. Which has been crazy. Okay. And I, I think just honestly experiencing Danny through your, your mm-hmm. Instagram, let's be real, your Instagram and your YouTube channel, Beautiful. it's been inspiring for me. And I would love to like talk about Danny, but before we do, cause we yeah. want it, we, we love us some Danny, um, to rewind even a little bit more. Okay. How would you, how would you like have, con- cause you know, you, we met at, um, when we were at various places in our careers, right. And career is not like everything, but we live in LA where like so many people and our generation and our culture were so fixated on like, what do you do? And like, yeah, you know, what's, what's the career path. So we met each other when we we're like at various, like early to middle levels of like career yes stability and whatnot and i and i know that like you've had all these different creative aspirations and you have like such an incredible creative side so how would you contextualize what led up to the pandemic part because i think that's so important when we talk about glow up right or anything related to this like inner transformation i think it's for me too i'm still kind of reflecting on who the heck have i been because mm-hmm. I still kind of get caught up in um, go 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 go. Yeah how how would how would you have like described yourself at the moment that we started this? It was just like let's start at the top of the pandemic. <laughs> the yeah, totally. No, honestly, it was like if I were to say it was like an inciting incident. You know how every superhero is like mm, I was bit by a spider and now I have superheroes. <laughs> or Batman's like mm, my parents are dead, so I guess I'll have a lot of trauma and I'll do oh, something. Oh no. So for me, it was just like a combination of like a boy. I was like, I've had enough. I am tired of devoting so much energy towards this boy. And I use the term boy because he's, he's a boy. Let's Mm. let's be real. Yeah. And like I journal a lot and I realized a lot of my entries in my journal were about him or Mm. specifically. And I was like, I am tired of writing this dude's name, like in my journal. Like, why am I spending so much time and energy on it? And I was like, it was honestly like enough is enough. My cup was full. Yeah. And on top of that too, finances were treating me very nicely. And I was like, if I'm going to really kickstart this new chapter, I'm going to put my finances and my mind and my money towards all of this and just really try to make a change. So, Good for you. Yeah. It's it Okay. I don't know about you, but I personally have had many, many, many moments of <laughs> how like, many, Minji? How oh, many? so many. <laughs> Do we really want to stop and count? No, we don't. No, we this, don't have, this podcast is only an hour. <laughs> I know we don't have time for that. Literally, <laughs> oh no, but like too many to count. Which is, you know, internally, I do have a bit of shame around that. Right, like the re- repetitiveness of obsessing over like. A lot of other people, but definitely like a, a good chunk of that would go to boys, right? Like of course. somebody that objectively I could argue is like not worth my time or like what really though, are we really expending more energy? And that was like, it's, it, I would even when I admit it to friends, even to you, I'd be like embarrassed about it because I'd be like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm having a really hard time because of a guy. Yeah. Personally why, for why me. Why do you feel embarrassed? 
because I think it's like the sheer volume, like the number of times it, it made me feel like I was not learning a lesson perhaps that I like wanted to have learned already. And over time and like as the hours <laughs> accumulate, like the amount of journal entries, like you're saying, it just becomes really clear that like, I'm not, I'm not the main character, if you will. Like, I don't feel like that's something that I felt. I just felt like I was like the sad, like friend character, if you will, or just like not leading lady status or like kind of the captain of my ship, whatever metaphor you want to use. Yeah. I just didn't, I wasn't feeling, and that, that would make me feel a bit down on myself because I just feel like, what even is my life right now? This isn't, this isn't the kind of, I just feel like I'm like that sorry girl that's like pining away over mm-hmm. something, which is fine. You know, we get it. We, we get into somebody and like, that's natural. Right. And I wouldn't judge you or anybody else about it. But it, for me, I was like, exceptionally like, ill girl, really? Is this, yeah. is this who it's, we are? Yeah. And it's not until you have a moment to step back and be like, hold up. Have <laughs> I really been the main character in my life for the last year? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So was that like when this journal entry thing is happening, you're writing his name way too many times mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm going to put money on myself, which is amazing. And mm-hmm. that's great because you worked for that. Like you, you worked so yeah. hard to like okay. get to that place. How did it feel to like invest in yourself, to like to make that move? Because it could be a range of things. How are you feeling? At first it was awkward because I, I'm not used to seeing such a, a, a higher price tag for certain services. Uh-huh. And, I mean, mama, we're all Asian. So we love a good deal. <laughs> yes. However, I was like, you know, I think I'll try to do like full price. And I think that was my, my personal Kevin Fong motivator, which is if I'm going to be it's kind of like a, ther- like a therapist. If I'm going to be giving a therapist like $100 an hour or $150 an hour, I want to get the most out of it. Mm. You know? It's my mm. hard-earned money, so let's make the most of it. You know, And it's not the mindset of, oh, I'm going to throw money at it and it should fix itself. Yeah, It was my motivator of, this is my money. I'm giving them money. I also should be holding up my end of the deal. Yes. Um, to, to make sure I get the most out of it. You know, I want to see results. Because you've invested in it. Exactly. Like exactly. you have skin in the game. Yes. My actual skin. Yes. Which yeah, I'm showing yeah. more of, hopefully. Which we are <laughs> all thanking the ah, gods. You stop. <laughs> <laughs> and looking so good. And the funny thing is that like the, what you're saying, like the inciting incident, if you will, like the, whatever the motivating factor can be so different for a lot of people totally. because I've grown up with tons of body issues and like there was a lot of just insecurity and vanity involved. And I, to this day, it's still, they're still, I want to look good. Shoot. You know, but it's also like when I actually started getting into fitness, a whole mess of things opened up in my mind about it. So I feel like sometimes the thing that can like make you start something is just, it's just that it's like a starter. It doesn't mean that's like the only thing that's going to carry you through, but at least it started you, you know, on that, on, on that initial move to invest in yourself and to take it seriously and be like, I'm doing this. Yeah. This is where I commit. Yeah, no, and I think this all kind of ties into like everything that we want to discuss because us not feeling like the main character, us like constantly trying to please someone else is Mm -hmm. this thing where we're not putting ourselves first. The disease to please. Yeah, we're extremely addicted to it. And I would love the vaccine for the disease to please. (laughs) I don't care if it's two doses, three doses. Do we need a booster? Thank you. But also who gave this to me? Like (laughs) 
How did I catch it? Well, were you not wearing a mask? Like, how did I, I catch this disease? Exactly. Well, how would you? Okay, can we go deep for a second? Like, of course. I, perfect metaphor, by the way. I was like, do I want a one shot and one and done? Or um, I, I don't it. know. I think it's like a constant booster shot. Like, I said. think so. I, think I concur. A healthy dose of it every quarter, even. I concur. How would you, where, where do you think your disease to please came from? And I love that. You said this to me, like, what was it a week ago? I don't remember, but it like has stuck with me. Kevin (laughs) I cannot, I cannot stop thinking about it. I was like, it's so succinct and so on point disease to please. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, if you didn't know, I am a middle-aged white woman and I listen to <laughs> Oprah's Super Soul podcast a lot. Yes. Yes. And then she, I think she was talking to Brene Brown and then Brene Brown was just like, the disease to please. And that also resonated with me because one, it rhymes. Yes. Two, I'm like, oh, that's a cute little hashtag. <laughs> and three, I'm like, okay, this is something that I actually, like, it's so black and white of what it is. It's like the disease to please which is something that I think we all carry. Mm. Um, and sometimes we don't realize exactly how much of it we do. Yeah. So it, that was like <laughs> the catalyst. Honestly, it was like two years ago. And then I've really started to explore it in myself because when you break it down, it's like it's to please is positive. It's like usually a positive thing. Right. Like you want to please someone. However, it's like disease. It's like you're, you're doing this at um, the cost of your health. You're doing right. this and, because it's like starting to really hurt you. Right. So I'm, it's I'm really literally trying to explore it at your expense. I love that. And praise yeah. Oprah, you know, and praise Brene. Queens. Amen. Amen. Take my Amen. money. Take my money. <laughs> Take my time and my money in podcasts. Also, and Maria Kondo, who you are certified to be a, an ambassador for. Oh, bless. Oh, my God. That was another <laughs> chapter of my life. We'll, we'll get back to that later. <laughs> we, we can totally go back to that because that's, I think that's part of a process of like, I don't know, for, for me, what you and I experienced together in clearing stuff out has been actually a part of the process of like letting go of baggage and like stuff and how we get like so dragged down by X, Y, and Z. And then it's culminating in other ways of just like needing to please everybody and just like not being, again, your main character of your own life. Um, yeah. Because, I'll continue. Oh, I just, I, I, I remember when we were saying like the disease to please, I, I like thought about it so much because I was like, I, I think that it's the part that I like about myself is that I do care about people a lot. I do like to make their day better. I do like to solve problems, right? Like there's a lot of ways that pleasing others can be really good. And I think very compassionate and very generous and like really good, like genuinely good things. Right. But that's what I, so when we are talking about people pleasing, like when does it become the disease part, right? Like when does it become something that's hurting you? When does it become something that you don't like or that you need to like put that boundary be like, no, not anymore. I'm curious, like, yeah, where you, where you've been able to identify that because I still struggle with it, to be honest. I think for example, there are times where if I start to see a person and then I feel one automatically drained or two, I'm just like, I, you know, that sound that you make when you're just like tired or frustrated and it's like, like if I had, if I physically make that sound or I feel it in my heart, it's probably like what, like I need to explore why I'm feeling that kind of way. And if it's because I'm either giving too much or I'm trying to make this person like me and I'm not receiving anything back, Mm -hmm. like, have you been in those types of situations? Have you made that noise? 
Mindy, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> we gotta stop that. I know. Well, we less and less. That. To contextualize, right now, way less and less, less and less and less. Okay. Um, but historically, yeah, like the va- the bulk of my life. I mean, that's what I was trying to discern, basically being able to identify exactly what you said. When does it feel like genuinely good to like do something good for someone else? And where do I start? I have like, and that's the self-awareness, that mindfulness stuff that we've had to, to learn how to practice yeah. of like, when is this starting to feel funky, right? Like this doesn't feel good. Now I just feel like I'm... I'm getting depleted. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. something's being sucked. The life is getting drained out of me. And now and then it goes for me, at least it goes into like becoming really bitter and resentful and like angry. Is it usually at one person or is it at a group of people? Oh, it's at everything, honey. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world. I mean, it, like it, can we talk about spiraling? I mean, it goes from mm-hmm. one little itty bitty person and circumstance to like, I hate the universe. Yeah, hate- totally. Totally. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's one of these things where I am trying to like look at specific people in my life because mm-hmm. if you look at specific people, whether they're friends, colleagues, family members, past relationships, um, those I'm able to pinpoint more of whether or not I was trying to please them uh-huh. and trying like really trying to get them to like me, really yes. trying to show that I'm worthy, really trying to show that I have some form of validity, you know? Do you, and, and were you good? Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, that was the end of my sentence. <laughs> yeah, and it does definitely gets exhausting and it's can you can you expand on that part like that really wanting to be liked, right? Like and yeah. you you mentioned like that you're like worth being liked or you're you have validity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you oh, just Yeah, it goes yeah. way back. I mean, obviously we all have some form of like parental issues, whether you want to call them daddy or mommy issues. I think mm. we all have a form of that. For me specifically, uh, like being a person of color, also really struggling with my sexuality as as, as like at a, at a really young age was mm. really something where I was like trying to get people to like me because I wanted to distract them from who I really was. Oh, you know? distract. Yeah. Being a feminine gay kid in mm-hmm. like Texas and Vegas where I was also minority, I uh-huh. was trying to do this balancing act in my head of, okay, well, if I can be funny, if mm. I can make them laugh, I can beat them to the punch of act, like having them not like me due to me being Asian or being gay. Wow. You know? So at we- least, and there was a, th- a thing in my head where I was like, well, at least I made them laugh. So like yeah. I still wanted them to like me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I wanted my haters to still like me for some reason. Were they haters? Were they, did you experience bullying or is that something that you are like aware would be like imminent? Should you not make them laugh? Like if you weren't going to succeed at getting them to like you, what was on the other side? Did did you already experience something where they were like super mean to you or, cause I'm getting mad right now. I want to go back and like smack these little Oh kids. no, thank you. <laughs> this no, is my mama um, bear. I mean, maybe, of course I uh, experienced a form of bullying. Nothing was ever physical. However, Mm -hmm. I think I internalized a lot of that own hatred onto myself. Mm. So it was like, it was, it was just a constant battlefield in my head of trying to one blend in two minute, like, like really control how I acted in front of people. So it's like, 
why am I like, I had to act either like a robot or like someone else to get people. So I could get people to like me so I could please others. So true. I'm, yeah. There's there's a word that's popping up in my head that um, has been popping a lot as I've done inner child work and like really examined why do I repeat certain behaviors or why do I have certain triggers or like things that make me really, really angry or feel really defensive, like these different emotions that pop up. And I think for, for myself, like what I've discovered is that a lot of my behavior was out of trying to keep myself safe. Like, yeah, to protect yourself, protecting myself. Yeah. And, and one of the easiest ways, and I can say this as like a woman being in uncomfortable situations with like aggressive heterosexual men who don't have any sense of like, um, keeping a woman safe or like no sense of boundaries or all this like gross yucky behavior you know that's like people would say like well why do women laugh and it's like because you're trying to appease your potential attacker exactly you're You're trying to control the situation with the only way you know how to exactly it's a de-escalating tactic it doesn't mean i'm enjoying this it means like can you please go away and also not kill me (laughs) like exactly you know what as you're saying this it's like how you use laughter to diffuse it i think i use comedy a lot to diffuse almost every situation you're very good at it i must i just Uh, thank you i mean i've had a lot of years of practice i mean i was born in 2002 (laughs) i mean you're so young (laughs) i mean i love Billie eilish Does it? Yeah, very true. Very true. But yes, and and I think uh, I don't. I didn't maybe move as much as you did because you're an army brat. But and I didn't move states. But I feel like I moved a bit as a kid too. In those moments, you know, those were very like being the new kid and trying to like regain my footing or any footing of any kind to like have some kind of friends or just like not there's fear like you're like oh my gosh how do I handle this you're in a new environment and that that's really real and if you're also layering what what, with what you're going through of being in places like Texas or Vegas and you're a gay kid and you're like I I can't even imagine like the level of that self-protective mode that you had to go into yeah yeah that armor was very very thick Right. Very thick. And sometimes it's still there. Yeah. I'm trying to like get rid of it so I can just walk around naked. I mean, that's the dream. Isn't <laughs> I mean, that that is the goal. <laughs> <laughs> I think the emotional equivalent to the walking around naked is, I think for, I, for me, it's like freedom. It's just kind of like yeah. letting things not... I just feel like I've had very thin skin. And the funny thing is I've been told from for, for my personality or like the way that I've coped with a lot of things is that a lot of people would tell me that I came off very like tough and very intimidating. And I think like funnily in hindsight, it's like I think that was my armor is to like, I don't know, try to be like the the honor roll kid that blah, blah, blah. But inside I'm like just a scared little pulpy mess of a yeah. child that's like, please like me. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't um, ostracize me or like leave me out of the friend group or whatever it was. I really struggled with wanting to be accepted and just not wanting to uh, not even not be hated. It's just like to have significance. Yeah. Just like be included. And isn't that crazy? We still kind of carry that all throughout adulthood. Oh, my God. You know, like I feel that high school mentality sometimes doesn't stop and I feel it just should end at high school. However, those are such formative years. We kind of carry them throughout all our 20s mm-hmm. and even into further adulthood. 
you know? What's that like? Because I'm still in my 20s. Ah, you better stop. <laughs> Me too. I'm not even born yet. <laughs> not. I mean, should we throw a birthday party for your yeah, birthday? My mom is Billie Eilish. I'm like not even here. <laughs> it's so real. The, yeah. the funny thing is, as 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 the grown adult that I am, when I see this, like when I look out into the world and like this is the, uh, the other point of recognition that has really hit home, especially in COVID, but in the last several years, because before COVID hit, you and I were talking deeply about our priorities and money and career and like aspirations. But I see it so much in like now that we're just like in the adult world, right? I look around and I'm like, we are the ones that are running this show. Do you yeah. know what I mean? We're like, we're the ones in charge. We're the ones that are creating policies. We're the ones that are like uh, impacting the economy. And I look around and part of what makes me still very angry is that I see a lot of people that are still in high school mode, that they are yep. still so belligerent or so insecure. And I sound very judgy. But so be it. Like it, <laughs> it, it infuriates me because I'm like, we're at the mercy of these like twelve year olds. Yes, like yes. they're not even. They're like preteens. You know, they're just really like like me and look at me and look how great I am. And I'm like, bro, you are so like not mature and you're not healed. And oh, we're and it scares the crap out of me because I was like, we are gonna have to deal with whatever decision you make in that mode. So that scares me. Correct. Correct. And, and I, I think, think it's so weird. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I just feel like it's so weird. It is. It is very weird. And I think too, what the industry that we're in, yeah, uh, plus social media, like the word that's resonating with me is where you say, it's just everything com- compounds yes. on top of each other. So I know we all have like this disease to please others, whether it's getting people to like us in any social situation. However, Hollywood plus social media, it's insane. Mama. It is like it is like we're all chasing those likes, we're all chasing that engagement, we're all chasing those that algorithm, and it's just compounded on I top mean, of everything. And you know, I feel like you know that much better than I do because I feel like in my universe, though I do have my normal interaction with social media, I'm not as deeply in it because you're managing, you have been managing influencers and talent that they really make their careers off of that. Right. Correct. correct. So you're around the, I feel like you're around that. Um, I'm not, and I don't want to assume, but I imagine some of them at least are really like in the thick of that people pleasing mentality. Right. Like, I mean, do you, have you seen that in your clients or other people that you've worked with? Oh, 100%. I have seen it to the extremes where some people will post a photo and then immediately text me and be like, there wasn't enough engagement on it. Thus oh. projecting their insecurities onto me. And I'm like, girl, I'm just your manager. Like, I can't do anything. Like, did you look at your analytics? Like, I'm then it's my job now to then talk them off the ledge. Wow. So it's a lot. Um, however, I'll, like the industry is like very much like the stock market where it will ebb and flow. Of course, mm-hmm. things are like lower in the in Q1 and then they'll progressively get higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the year and it's just normal however i'm also working with like 21 year olds that are that have a lot of money and i'm, I'm pretty sure they have also have a form of the disease to please for you know? sure i mean because you get there's a lot of people who've reflected on whatever their medium is that they become a slave to their audience right and like that same thing like how come no yeah. one's liking this how come and it's quantifiable now right like you can literally right. count yes yes there are charts and graphs <laughs> there are charts, graphs, and analytics to show you everything. 
Yeah. I'll be real. Like I felt that even about this podcast because I was comparing myself to like other podcasters that I genuinely like and respect and just feeling really small and feeling like I'm not impacting as many people or I I'm not as relevant I'm not as cool whatever and I wanted so badly to please my audience but then because of these I don't know if you want to call them paranoid but there's a lot of these insecurities and a lot of these thoughts that would like crowd my mind I felt like I wasn't even showing up as like just to like have my show and just have these conversations that I, I love having including this one it would it would literally just stop me from that it would block me because I'd be so in my need to please everyone that I just would stop making anything because I was like, I can't, I'm like wow. paralyzed. So it even prohibits you from doing anything. Yeah. Because I was so scared to like get ve- verification that I failed or that I didn't please. Right. Yeah. Like, Oh, this one didn't get that many likes or listens or downloads. Like it sucked. I suck. You know what I mean? It's spiral really fast. Oh yeah. No, it's a slippery slope. It's yeah. not even a slope. It's like a cliff. <laughs> It's or it's an abyss. Who knows? Whatever you want to call it, whatever you're falling into. Seriously, um, but that's, yeah. I really appreciate. I mean, yeah, we don't have to spill tea on any names, but I just, I, we, I think it's safe to assume, and I, I don't want to paint every single influencer or artist out there to be highly insecure, but I, I think it'd be inaccurate to say that a lot of them are not <laughs> uh, deeply like trying to please somebody or themselves, and. Yeah, I would love for you to like share, but it's real. This is really about you. But I thank you for like going on that tangent with me and sharing about your world because it it's our environment too that I think also influences how we end up showing up too. Because if we're around that a lot, especially you and I are in this entertainment industry, we're around a lot of people pleasers because they're everyone's trying to get something oh, or totally. trying to achieve something. Totally, we all want something from another person. Yeah, you know. And I think if you what what I think is attractive about people in the industry is when you have this this air about you that you don't have this disease to please that's what people are attracted to mm. i feel when you feel that you are confident when you feel that you are that you have a plan that you know what you're doing yeah. that's what i think a lot of people are attracted to because mama we're all in this town we all don't know what we're doing like let's be real <laughs> that's the main thing i've learned about adults in general that i had this I, I, con- misconception as like a teenager youngster that you know adults know what the hell they're doing main no. lesson is no. no no our parents had no idea what they were doing <laughs> no they like, didn't yeah our parents were also our age at one time and i'm like mama <laughs> hold up how what <laughs> how dare you <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, you knew what I was doing at 16 then, sneaking out of the house then. <laughs> like, <laughs> You knew. Oh. D- don't I, oh, they all do. They all do. <laughs> well, speaking of attractiveness, because I would love to like, I love that we've been able to get into really the kind of the center of the disease to please. And again, we could talk, I could talk about this with you for hours because I think it is a very big thing. And it, there's a lot of, I'm thinking of like an octopus. It has like a lot of tentacles. There's a lot of ways that it exists and there's a lot of reasons why and a lot of different maybe like trauma points or experiences that fed into that need. I love that you talked about the parental thing and we kind of didn't go in depth about that, but my dad has impacted that a lot. My brother did. Like the way I grew up as a kid really impacted my need for validation all the time. Totally. And I can echo that because I think I wanted validation from specifically my dad, mm. you know, I think me being me like a little gay kid, it's like I, there was a part of me that felt really bad 
because I feel I didn't live up to this dream of have you know having like a really manly straight son oh. and there's a part of me that is just like I'm still good like I can still have children yeah <laughs> like, like please you know? still love me yeah yeah and I think there's a part of me that's still you know that voice is still there yeah uh, it's just a little more quiet but it's definitely like part of the the beginnings of why I have such this strong disease to please. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I think thank you. these are big realizations, you know, like these are not small things to identify. They're not small things to embrace or like take on. And I, it's funny because I think, you know, we probably, that could be another episode. We could just talk about all the ways that we tried to try to please. Cause I think that'd be highly entertaining, but we don't, um, but the way <laughs> that we tried to address that feeling of not feeling enough or wanting to get some, that gold sticker or whatever, right? Like there's so many tactics that we do to try to, to get that, that feeling of like, Oh, I win. Like I'm enough. Like, yay, look at me. But it still doesn't, it's like a very temporary thing. And then it just kind of keeps repeating itself. Cause you still have, yeah. you know what? It. Like when you said it's like a octopus, it's like also too within the Asian American community. Like why, why do, why do we have to be eight plus Asian? Like all the time. Like, who are we pleasing? Mostly our parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be real. However, right. I feel once you're in school, it's it's that competition within each other of trying to be this, you know, model minority, really trying to show that I'm also really smart and really educated. Like it's so much pressure. so much fucking pressure 100% and there's a lot of that that's being demystified right now about model minority myth thank god please let's unpack like like I want to get rid of that I didn't realize I also fed into that shit too like let's be I was I was brainwashed I was brainwashed yeah that's how I feel I feel like there's this awakening of like this is the this is what I was playing into I was like totally I bought into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, yeah. I prescribe to it. And so it's, it's very, it's fascinating. There there's, it's not in total good and bad because I think what I, I appreciate about me being a nerd and wanting the, the straight A's and the, I'm glad of the education it gave me. I love learning. I'm glad that I kind of, um, that I have a hunger for like knowledge and for excellence. Like I like that part of me. So it's not, you know, all in all bad, but I think it's like the way that it was approached was the part that got a little bit funky because it was so like, if I don't have this, I'm nothing. You know what I mean? That's totally. the part that I think it just it got gave really us like an identity at 14 yes. years old. It gave me something to kind of aspire to, to be like, Ooh. and plus it oddly sounds cool. Like it sounds horrible. Like, horrible but also cool at the same time like yeah i don't know i think i just didn't have the vocabulary or worldview to really see what that term meant 100 you know? percent. and i'm glad that and this is why i'm so thankful that you and i can talk about this out loud because before leading up to this is why i removed the judgment because i would sit there if i've identified a problem in myself former me would have like sat there and like judged former me of being like, what, why did you not handle this better? And now I'm just like, cause I didn't know, man. Like I just didn't have the vocabulary. I didn't have the framework. I, I don't know. I didn't have the, the mindset or education to understand what the heck it was I was doing. I was busy doing it, being toxic, whatever it was. Right. Yeah. And, and so now I'm working on, on 
in terms of like taking on that protagonist role, I guess, and being the captain of my own ship, like taking responsibility and like, give, like you're saying to me wonderfully is like giving myself some grace and being like, hey, I just didn't, I didn't know, man. Like I, I didn't Mama, know that that's what I was doing. We all need some grace. Like whoever mm. she is, whoever they are, <laughs> I need more of it, please. Like I, but what I realized we got to give that to ourselves. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And I love, and I want, I would love for this to be the point where we can really talk about this glow up because I think all these realizations and different points of recognition, the different inciting incidences in our lives, because there's many, right? It's not just one. Mm-hmm. But like when you decided to come back to this moment where you're like, I'm going to invest in myself, and. Was that a moment, like, was it during that point where you're really realizing, like, I haven't been the main character of my story, I have been just, like, people-pleasing, yeah. or was that was that coming out after you made that decision? Um, a mixture of both, but probably mm. more in the beginning. I think I realized how much I was giving to others who would never give to me, Ooh. and it was slowly that realization over and over and over again in work, in... um friendships and mm-hmm. in, 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 even in the dating world, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and even in, um, and in colleagues if like, Oh, I'll collab with you, but then you wouldn't collab with me. You know, like there's just so many things, uh, so many layers where I was being repeatedly like taught this lesson of mm-hmm. Kevin, you have given. And also too, like, as I look back, mama, I'm a manager. Hello <laughs> there. It's like the focus is still the talent. Yeah. You know, the managers are the first to get yelled at, but the last to get thanked. Like in any situation, you know, and it's like I'm behind the scenes, but also not behind the scenes and I get all the responsibility, but no credit. So it just kind of played into also the career that I ended up going into. Right. You know, so that's a whole lot to, to process. Oh yeah. I've been talking about it with my therapist, Thomas, for like the last six months. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. We all have to, and I thank Emily. Emily's helped me. Thanks, she's, Emily. She's been going to clap for Emily. Thanks, Emily. Yeah. Oh, did but you actually snap? I snapped because <laughs> I appreciate her. No, it sure. was, and, and recognizing that A, that I needed help, but like B, like knowing that I was worthy of getting help, a lot of things there. I appreciate that I reached out and it took a really long time. And I've, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff in a very inefficient way, but again, I was learning. Um, but we, we love us some Thomas and Emily because they are, they are very valuable in helping us process some very real things. And then you take this leap and now you're like going into full on Danny Joe. So now we're at Danny ah, okay. and I know that we don't have that much time left, but I, I want to like just Danny. Hey, like hey, he's such a positive person, very good at what he does, which is being a fitness expert. What was that experience like when you took the plunge and you're starting this like fitness regimen with a lot of fitness people have that power because you see you see results right like what was that because you look incredible let me just oh my god you better stop thank you can (laughs) we just say how amazing you look and the it's it's not even just the looks though I I said it to you before like it's your energy like it's the way that you hold yourself that it feels so much like more settled and grounded and confident and you're just like more assured and it's not this like hey look at me it's more like yo hi here I am Oh my God, that makes me feel so good. That makes me feel so, so, so good. I think when I look back, you know, when people are like, oh, put in the work, do the work. I -hmm. didn't realize what that meant. I think sometimes people 
uh, or myself even, I was like, does that mean read a book? Does that mean read a podcast? Like, what do, what do you mean put in the work? And it's it means kind of everything. It's all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. It's really making the time to um, kind of be the captain of your own ship. And I think what what the main thing that I realized, and yes, I lost all this weight. And yes, when I look at like my transformation photos, it is pretty like day and night. Mm. Um, the thing that I realized is it's all internal. It's all mental. It's all mm. like not the, the physical attributes. Yeah. You know, I think the, the mindset changed. And then the side effect was, oh, I lost 25 pounds. <laughs> 25 really yeah, like yeah like that that's like the side effect is oh i you know it's it's the physical like it's all secondary right you know because what what's going to get you to run that extra mile what's going to get you to like lift heavier what's going to get you to you know push yourself further for another rep is all in your mind for you sure know? your for your sure. mind can go further it's just like you it has to tell your body what to do that so. is a uh... Yeah. And that's way easier said than done, but it's doable, totally. right? Easier it, said than done, but it's doable. Yes. It was training and it was honestly through Danny. Like I owe that man so much. I mean, because I would do this all again. Like even if you put it on paper of how much like financially it costs me, I would yeah. do it all again because I I could not get this anywhere else. I could not. I could not have. I love, I love it. And Danny's been really wonderful um, to learn from through you because I feel like you've brought out a really, I mean, I'm not saying that he seems like a dull guy, but like you're such a playful person that I'm sure (laughs) that you have blessed his universe, his life, his mind by being yourself around him because that interaction is very symbiotic. Like he's giving you this, this specific training in terms of fitness, your body, your mentality, and you're like bringing light and brightness and creativity and and joy. It's so funny. It's cool because it's like, that's what, what, that's what I think where we're on the same page is like being friends with people outside of your typical friend group can Uh help you learn more about others and also yourself for sure and because Danny is not in your room yeah it's such a contrast can you explain like how if people don't know who Danny is and haven't watched your content yet which I'm going to plug the crap out of and I hope everyone (laughs) does um how would you explain Danny like next standing next to Kevin Fong how would you describe Danny Danny is like 200 pounds of straight straight Korean male muscle and I'm like a <laughs> unicorn and I'm like, Hey guys, today we're going to be unboxing this new glitter bomb. And he's like, just drink this protein and shut up. <laughs> no, he's not like that at all. He's actually very, very welcoming. And he really makes me feel very welcomed and safe at his gym. That's so, awesome. Yes. I love it. You guys have such a, it's such a interesting and very entertaining dynamic. And I think that the physical transformation part, like you said, having it be a byproduct for me, it was financial. Like I'm still working on the fitness part. Cause sometimes I, I dip a little, I That's get hormonal. Totally yeah. Um, but when I was putting in the work, like you're saying into taking, taking mental stock and like emotional stock of like where I was financially, that's, I feel like that was a huge byproduct for me when I decided to become the main character of my own life was like, 
honey, no one's going to do this for you. It's not going to magically work itself out. You need, and for me, it was like when I was doing voice work was like valuing my time and pricing people, knowing what to even ask of others in terms of money. Like, I love that you're saying also what I will spend, I will like make the most out of because that's an investment. But I was like, if you're hiring me, this is my base rate. Like that was the longest struggle. I swear for like at least two years, I didn't even know how to like, rate myself yeah how to like you're probably trying to please others by going oh i could do this below my rate like please hire me for so long have so many that's what makes me so upset but it's fine it's a lesson and i understand (laughs) but when i look back on my old taxes boo it is it it makes me like i'm like oh girl exactly it's like you spent five hours getting a rate of like 20 bucks yeah, for all five of those hours when you could have done completely done something else. Right. That and knowing what I'm valued at now, it's so yeah. different. It's so, it's very night and day. Well, I, I would love to like hear as we like wrap up our combo of sadly, because I want to respect your time. You. Um, how would you say like now that you are less of a people pleaser, how besides, um, like, how is that showing up in your life? Like, what is, what are the changes that you've seen? Saying no, mm-hmm. saying no. And then just that period, like, no, period. I would used to have to say no. And then like, it was like a, such a soft cushioned, no, I am still working on this. It would be like a, no, I really, really want to come. Like, I please, please trust. I really want to be there. I just like, and I would make up not an excuse, but I would really cushion the mm-hmm. no. However, now you can just kind of say, no, I will not be there. Or no, I I don't feel like going out tonight. Period. So true. Oh my gosh. So That's true. It. That's it. Yeah. And I can imagine your relationships would change too, right? Like, are you open to talking about yeah. that a little bit? Well, like relationships with friends, I realize when a friend says no to me, I mm-hmm. realize I'm like, oh, I don't have to take this too personally. Or mm-hmm. I, if if a friend says no, or does something, I have the tools and the language to uh, bring it up to them in yeah. hopefully a respectful way where we can talk about it. So, yeah. That's so good. That's yeah. that's pretty life-changing. I don't know for you, but like... It, oh, totally. it, Has it changed for you? Yeah, I think so. I, it's the, just energy-wise of like not feeling so devastated that I let somebody down, quote unquote. I, I feel like for me, it was even borderline narcissism in the other way. I'm like, maybe they don't even care that I can't go. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not, they're not going to be devastated if I can't go to their barbecue or whatever. But also like if they invited me, I want to honor, respect that by saying a yes or no. And if it's a no, not feel too bad about it and be like, hey, I'm actually really burnt out from the week or even in the COVID time, it's like, I don't feel safe. I don't yeah. feel okay with that. And, and, you know, it, it would show up in so many different ways where I like, I wouldn't, I would refrain from asking questions safe or like, if somebody was like, Hey, let's hang out. And we're in the middle of a panorama and I'm like, hi, like, are you, do you want to do something outside? Like, I wouldn't even ask that for the former me wouldn't have even asked that because I've been like, Oh, I don't want to offend them. You know, yeah. and be like, no. which goes to the wanting to please them and making yeah. sure that you're not hurting their feelings. Yeah, it's putting their feelings on top of yours when you're you're the one that's like, oh, I'm I'm suffering the most. Right. <laughs> so that's how it's showing up in mine, and it is. Um, I think it's just lending itself for healthier relationships. And I, if there are people that I like, what you said earlier, the uh sound or feeling comes up. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I don't even really think about it. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't. 
instead yeah. of sitting there being like, oh, am I being a jerk or oh, I'm just probably being, you know, overwritten. I was like, no, I just don't really want to effort. Yeah. It's and okay. it's being more true and honest to yourself. No, I don't want to go to this event, period. Yeah. Yes, period. Because there'd always be, the, it's other ellipses actually. It's like, no. Yes, yes. it's a dot, but, dot, dot, but someone is texting. But yeah, no, gray dots, gray, gray dots. Gray dots, someone is texting and then stops texting and then I scream. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love you, Kevin. Well, what, what do you have any final words of encouragement or advice to the listeners out there who are maybe in the middle of, you know, getting their vaccine for this disease, <laughs> please? I would say at least recognize one, recognize that you you might have it and be, mm-hmm. just being real with it. And then I think once you realize that you do have it, the disease to please, or there are instances where you have done this behavior, be more aware of it and see if like trying to minimize it will make your life a little better. Yeah. Give yourself some grace. Give we yourself love- some fucking grace. We love her. We, we love, love her. We need to bring her to the parties more. Like, why is she not on the top of every guest list? Grace should be everywhere. You know, but we also need to bring her as our plus one, mama. Like, that's yes. it. Thank you. Thank she is you. all of her plus ones. She's I love all it. Our plus one. Okay. Th- that's what I'm walking away with. Grace is we- our plus one. Grace is our plus one. Yes. Period. End, end of story. Kevin, where can people find more of you if they want to follow along? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Level 4 Alpha. And I'm putting out more content on YouTube. So yes. all Level subscribe. 4 Alpha. Smash that subscribe button. Smash that like button and smash me after I get my second dose. No, Which is soon. Which is yes. Really soon, so woo woo. <laughs> I love you, Kevin. Thank you so much for being another wonderful guest for another episode. I love you so much and I'm very proud of you. Thank you, Minji. This this meant a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning in for this week's episode with Kevin Fong. Kevin, thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest. And y'all need to follow his uh, Instagram at level4alpha. If you need a funny pick-me-up and a good meme to get you through your day, he's got you. Um, That was such a good conversation. And let us all address our disease to please, of our boundaries, our self-confidence. Work your magic, okay? I believe in you. I believe in us. And special thank you to my Patreon patrons. You guys have helped me keep this microphone on and I could not do this without you guys. Thank you for being backers of First of All. And this week's special shout out goes to my girl, Janice Ho. Janice has become a wonderful friend because our Patreon Google Hangouts, our monthly Hangouts have become like our therapy sessions and are just a time to catch up and support each other through what has been one of the craziest years in all of history of humankind. And uh, Janice, you are an incredible just light in this world. And um, thank you for being so supportive, not only to me, but to everybody in our Patreon group. Um, I'm so glad that, you know, there's all these beautiful friendships that have blossomed out of your welcoming presence. And um, I'm just excited for you. And thank you for being the amazing Canadian of the crew, (laughs) just representing Toronto through and through. But thank you, Janice. I love you so much. And I'm happy to have you as part of the Patreon family. If you would like to support me, and first of all, you can become a Patreon patron at patreon.com slash first of all podcast. 
And if that's not your speed and you'd still like to contribute something, if you're feeling generous, you can go to firstofallpod.com and find links to all different sorts of things to to donate or support my Amazon wish list, et cetera. Um, and I'll receive that gratefully. And I appreciate anything that you feel inclined to give. But no pressure. Uh, but the thing, other thing that we'll ask is that if you enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend and uh, subscribe and leave a five-star review if you enjoyed it. I really appreciate that. We hit 100 reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts and I was just blown away. It's just so sweet and kind to see everyone's appreciation for the space, for the conversations that we have. It means the world to me and it does help other folks find this podcast as well. And that's the goal is to help other people walk through their stuff and to be a support for them and be a place where they can gain perspective and inspiration. So yeah, if you're feeling generous in that capacity, I would greatly appreciate that uh, to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Would really love that. And I love your messages of encouragement, which by the way, you can message me, uh, email me at firstofallpod at gmail.com. You can follow me at firstofallpod um, on Instagram. My personal page is at Minjeezy. So feel free to follow me there. And uh, yeah, keep in touch. And we are at the end of this episode. So I do have to thank Marvin Ewing, my audio engineer and producer. Thank you to Juliana Deer for being amazing. First of all, teammate. And uh, thank you to Uzuhan for use of his song, Uzu Trap, for the intro. And we have our outro this week, which is Alpha's new single called Louder. Hope you guys enjoy this. And shout out to the Potluck Podcast Collective because y'all are some amazing Asian-American podcasters and storytellers. So go check that out. Yeah, that's it for this week. Take care of yourselves. I will talk to you soon. Sending you lots of love. Bye. I'm staring at my demons I'm staring at Stay
Brian, did you go to Saturday school as a kid? I sure did. Did you? Totally. Well, at our podcast, Saturday School, we don't teach a language, but we pass along the culture that we do know. And that's Asian American pop culture. Ada's a journalist, and I'm a professor and film festival programmer. We've watched a lot of great Asian American movies, and we want you to watch them too. Come listen to us as we look back at the pioneering films that have led us to today. 